Welcome to the Accredited Canadians Toolkit, your source for what's new for accredited investors. I'm your host, Sam Perrin. Today's episode is a brief overview of the state of the economy in Canada. As an accredited Canadian, it's important to understand Canada's place in the world so you know how to best invest your money. Explaining in exacting detail how the economy works is beyond the scope of this podcast, but I'd recommend watching Ray Dalio's video, which is linked in the show notes. It's called How the Economic Machine Works. Suffice to say, investing your money in companies and assets in a growing economy is how to turn your earned income into investment income, which is one of the goals that we set out in uh, yesterday's podcast. So one of the most common measures of growth of an economy, so you can find those growing economies, is called gross domestic product. The definition of GDP from Investopedia is the monetary value of all finished goods and services made within a country during a specific period. GDP provides an economic snapshot of a country used to estimate the size of an economy and its growth rate. GDP can be calculated in three ways, using expenditures, production or incomes, and it can be adjusted for inflation and population to provide deeper insights. And though it has its limitations, GDP is a key tool to guide policymakers, investors, and businesses in strategic decision-making. When you think about GDP, the way I like to think about it is GDP leads to job growth. That leads to in-migration to fill those jobs, and that means population growth. Population growth leads to more demand for goods and services in that area. So investing your money in places with GDP growth will see your investments grow in the future using this logic. So for instance, in my industry of real estate investments, a growth or a shrinking of the local GDP is a leading indicator of the price of rent and the price of houses with about an 18 to 24 month lead time in either direction. Now, what I just described is a bit of an oversimplification in light of the recent trend to work from home, which many people adopted in earnest during the pandemic, many jobs that used to cause in-migration can now be done remotely. However, in Canada, where we are rich in natural resources and we have low productivity compared to other countries, we need more people physically present to get the job done. In the chart that I've linked in the show notes, you can see that 30% of Canadian exports are unfinished goods like crude oil, coal, wheat, metals, and many jobs require people to be physically present running the mining equipment, running sawmills, driving trucks, and running farming equipment. These are the kind of jobs that can't be done remotely. You need people to live near the natural resources. And each one of these primary sector jobs supports about 10 secondary sector jobs that produce some of the finished goods that we export. People doing work like uh, manufacturing cars or car parts or making flour or cutting up potatoes or butchering animals. The primary and secondary sector jobs support tertiary jobs, also known as the service industry. And you might need 100 people in the service industry people including cooks, waitstaff, grocers, mechanics, car salesmen, teachers, police officers, doctors and dentists, and all the people that you need to make a society function really well, you might need a hundred jobs like that to service every single person who are working in the primary or secondary um, industry jobs. And remember that since each person with a job, they, they may have a family with a few people in that family, one primary sector job could be supporting as many as a thousand people who may not be in the work at all or they may be in the service industry like, like I described so 
as you can see, there's a lot of demand and consumption for things that people enjoy, like food, housing, transportation, education, entertainment, from those thousand people from every single primary sector job. So you can see how small changes in GDP in a country like Canada can have a large impact in the population of area and the demand for goods and services in that area can really fluctuate depending on where the GDP is going. So that's why GDP is important to pay attention to. If you've been casually following headlines for your investment news, you may be wondering why so many Canadian market commentators are focused on the United States and why they use so much US data. And the reason is because Canada's largest trading partner by a wide margin is the United States. So like it or not, we are heavily influenced by our southern neighbor. They have the largest economy in the world, and as the world's only superpower, the policies and the economic welfare of the US directly impacts Canadians, including accredited investors. On the next episode of the ACT podcast, we'll be discussing macroeconomics in more details, the role of Canada and the United States in the world. We'll be exploring the world markets and we'll be looking at how Canadians like you and me can position ourselves to prosper from the coming trends. So as you think about that, have a great rest of your day. Talk to you again next time on the ACT podcast.